episode of the show. Hey, uh, hey, Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt? Sure, man, it's cool. It could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. Ah! Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't. All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. second and boom there we go hello everybody it is i your host with the most anthony be honest back once again with your gaming news that we're going to talk about our opinions that may be right or false for that matter um but with me on that journey to get things right or wrong mostly wrong it's Greg Dietz. Hi, everybody. I got something that I want to show you. Oh, show and tell? What do we got? Yo, it came Lucio's. Lucio's. <laughs> Be very specific. And I know that's Lucio's because that's the line in the game where he says, have some Lucio's. <laughs> Um, but there's also like a cereal box, like a spray in the game, but, uh, it's absolutely my favorite fucking thing to, uh, um, to like spam the, the, have some Lucy OOs every time I boop someone off the map. Is it, is it just like Fruit Loops, but just green? No, it's, I mean, it has, it has the, like, here, I'll pull a fucking, (laughs) I'll pull two out. Um. Of course, I grab a handful of green. Jesus Christ. <laughs> there we go. So there's little yellow ones and there's little uh, green ones. They are about the size of like they're like slightly bigger than Cheerios, but not bigger than like Fruit Loops. Oh. Um, and they're just like super like vanilla, super vanilla flavor. Oh, um, that's lame. They're really they're really good. No, they're good. Like they're they don't they taste really good. Like. Oh. I'm not complaining about them at all. I don't like Fruit Loops, but I like these. Mm. Um, uh, but I would say they have the consistency of Cheerios. Hmm. Okay, interesting. I think we should do at one point a, a Lucio O's review for the website. Give our full thoughts. How's it taste? What's the density of it? Does it do well when the milk runs dry? Like all that stuff. <laughs> actually so there there is an actual like i think it's a youtube channel or a twitch or a twitter page but it's basically they do serial reviews oh, okay like it's 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 funny but it's also like they take it seriously <laughs> which makes it also funnier so i don't know that's great that's awesome 
All right. Well, with that in mind, as we make this weird transition, we're going to get into the gaming news of the week. And I feel like I actually take that back. This is a, a kind of transition that I think works. But the first news story, which I did not believe is real, but it is, is Farming Simulator is having their own esports league. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going to have to repeat that because I don't think, I think I had a stroke when you said whatever you just said. <laughs> so, promote, announce on their website introducing the Farming Simulator League. After testing the waters in 2018 with the first season of the Farming Simulator Championship, Giant Software is ready to dive deeper into the world of esports with the upcoming Season 2. I didn't know there was a Season 1 to begin with. <laughs> Ma <laughs> Major changes lie ahead when the Farming Simulator Championship becomes the Farming Simulator League, a full-fledged esports league with 10 tournaments across Europe. At the end of the season, the best teams will compete for the title of the Farming Simulator champion, champion and 100,000 pounds in prizes. Every single tournament will not only grant circuit points for the best teams, but also will big prizes bring in the total prize pool for season two up to a total of 250,000 pounds. Jesus fucking Christ. Look, I am 100% for esports. I think esports is one of the greatest things that has happened to gaming in a long time. What the fuck? I know. I know. And you know, and you know full well, Anthony, that the second this goes live, like, hundreds of thousands of viewers. <laughs> I, you know what? I would not be surprised because I am both intrigued and just in awe of, like, what? This is a thing? That's, yeah, that's <laughs> why. that's why it's going to be a thing, like... I fucking so weird. It is one of the things I want to point out too is, oh man, <laughs> I, I I gotta continue reading this article uh, or this this announcement. Quote: We have a unique opportunity, explains Christian Admin of CEO Giant Software Manager of the esports division. Competitive farming is something people enjoy for years now, really, uh, but it hasn't been done in esports so far. True. Uh, we have lots of esports enthusiasts in our company who can't wait to show the world that farming can indeed be fun and competitive at the same time. We believe we found the right mix of real farming and fun to play game elements to ensure everyone will find it entertaining. The game itself is changing as well. Not only will the new league be held in the brand new Farming Simulator 19, but it will also move from bell stacking to a competitive 3v3 mode where teams challenge each other to determine who is the best on the field. I, I feel this is like a meme. I feel I, I don't think this is real, but I it's it's like it's like we're all getting baited by a fucking clickle article. I know, right? This is this is the stuff you see on April Fool's Day, like quite literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I, it's it's this is weird. I mean, I, I'm 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 for it. Like, I'm not against it in any way, shape, or form. It's just when we when we talk about like. Esports is gonna be huge. It's making a huge, like a huge uh, impact in the world, and blah blah blah. Never did I fucking think that Farming Simulator would be the thing that 
happens with it. I know, I know. I, I, I'm a loss of words for this. Um, I look. I'm very open to esports. I've openly said I'm for esports of, of any kind. If there's a scene for it, you know, by all means, support the game that you love. Um, I just maybe I should start watching farm simulator streams now. Maybe I need to find out more about this. Like, I am very curious as far as like how exactly these, how exactly. I mean, no, actually, it, it, it makes sense because you would have a team start from scratch on a farm and they would, like, in, in the farming simulator games, just throwing this out there, mm -hmm. when you have crops, you then harvest those crops and sell them. So you would probably judge the teams based on their income over a course of a certain period of time. True, true. And that, I think, would be interesting to watch. Um, would they play at the same time? Like, are they racing? Like, that's kind of, like... Yeah. <laughs> is it... Little things like that that I don't know that I'm interested in. I want to know, like, is it... Is it I'm, I'm sure it's not in real time the, when you're farming crops in the game, right? Like, I'm, it has to be sped up, I think, for the, for the sake of the game, I think, right? <laughs> um... I, yeah, I, uh, well, I mean, the time is definitely sped up, but it's not like... The like, one, when I say a period of time, I'm talking about, like, the teams are given, like, six hours or something like that. Yeah, I think the one thing I really want to know is, oh, I wonder what the actual farmers think of this. <laughs> like, I want to know that people actually do the work. Like, are, is this your type of thing? Is this something you could, you could really get into? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine a lot of farmers are just like, Nah, bud. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I mean, that's that's my fucking, like, could you imagine, Anthony, like, a slight off topic here, but could you imagine, like, having a job and then coming home to relax and playing a video game based on your job? That's a good point. That's a very good point. Be weird as hell, man. I mean, 2019 is off to a very great and weird start as it is. Actually, like, actually, it has been thinking about it. Shit, we just talked about Randy Pitchford last week and how weird that is. So I kind of did yeah. play a game like that though. Did you? Because I work, you know, I work in a guy, I work in a convenience store. So, well, it's gonna be soon worked in a convenience store. Um, but I, uh, I uh, played a uh, um, uh, Moon, uh, Moonlighter. Oh shit! Yeah, I heard a lot of good stuff about that game. Yeah, a huge portion of that game is figuring out what to sell and how to sell it and then selling it. Did, I mean, did, did, I'm not doing that in a gas station per se, but that's <laughs> right. But be, being a, being a shopkeep is kind of like my job. Yeah. So it was just kind of like a weird thing, but no, that game's great. I just, but yeah, I mean, I just, it's such a weird thing. Like, I don't know, man, I'm watching it. I mean, that's hundred percent happening. Same here. I, I, I am, morbidly curious i really want to know what the hell this looks like can you imagine esports commentators <laughs> for this oh shit <laughs> it's like what if they just get real farmers <laughs> I, oh my god that'd be great you see you see there he's doing a great job building that hey it looks like he's putting right on the truck oh and oh and team b he they were messing up the tractor just went down we, i am thoroughly in in enjoying your your farmer voice by the way that's <laughs> fascinating i just imagine one guy's like so you see here when uh when you run a farm one of the big things you want to keep in mind is that you want to you want to make sure that the crop is as pristine as possible so that way you get as much yield from it 
uh, when it comes to harvesting time. So you're going to see them uh, intentionally try to keep the soil as fresh as possible while also making sure they're not using the tractors in the wrong spots. Um, after the, the crop has grown and it's time to harvest, they're going to use a specific type of tractor that makes sure that uh, they're getting as much from the field as, as, as possible without damaging any of the stuff, but also as quickly as possible. So that way they can sell it to the local market as fast as possible. Now the question here, Jim, is if they're going to sell it at a farmer's market, which could yield them a little bit more money if it's a popular market, <laughs> or sell it to the local um, um, you know, supermarket so that way you know, they get a lump sum immediately, but, you know, the supermarket could upsell that and, you know, <laughs> they don't know exactly how much. Like, that's the oh, kind of commentary I want to fucking hear, God. man. Like, that would be amazing. That would be great. Oh, man. I can, uh, I wonder, is it going to be like, I wonder what type of commentators they're going to get. Are, is there a Yipes version of, like, somebody really in the farm sim and they're just getting hype about the game? Like, are we going to, like, is there, is there is somebody out Golden, there? We're going to get Golden Boy in there? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Or, or, or is it going to be like the, um, is it going to be like the commentators like at a GDQ, where it's like it's like golf commentators practically, where it's like it's very quiet, it's very silent, it's like, and uh, he goes in and uh, and now he's taking out the weeds in front of his uh, uh, lawn and uh, looks like uh, he's stuck on one of them and oh no, uh, it seems like uh, he uh, he just stubbed his toe. I don't think he can continue. Something like that. Like I wonder if it's going to be either or. Anyways, point being, weird story. Weird thing, 2019. Okay, sure, let's roll with it. <laughs> I, yeah, just yeah, start, it. I just want to start the show with this, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's a good story. It's a fun story. Absolutely. So. absolutely. All right, moving on to our next story, hand, which is a. So it, it seems like 2019. Not only is it, it's been off to a really good start in the terms of uh, charities, because we had the Mega Marathon. Raise over ten thousand dollars. We had um, AGDQ uh, raising two million plus, and then this kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know, and you know, I, I don't personally know the guy or his uh, his fame when it comes to YouTube. Um, but there was a streamer uh, by the name of H Bomber Guy was doing a, I guess a a, a marathon stream for. Uh, getting 101% for Donkey Kong 64 and was raising money for the trans uh, for a trans charity. Um, it, it, he raised over $230,000 uh, for uh, for his time streaming. Um, but the cool and I'll read the article here in a second. But the coolest thing is that the people they brought he brought in um, both from the game industry, game journalists, but also like brought in the um, what's her name, uh, one of the senators from New York. Uh, uh, Alexand Alexandra Oteso Cortez. Yes. Uh, she's yeah, she's yeah, senator from New York. Um, she goes. Uh, she, her Twitter handle is at AOC, which is just her initials. Um, but she uh, <laughs> conservatives fucking hate her. Yep. Like mm -hmm. their recent their recent uh, uh, smear campaign against her was like trying to showcase this video she made in college. I think it was. Which was just a mock-up of what Raleigh, Molly Ringwald did in uh, Sixteen Candles. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, okay, she's having fun. How <laughs> dare she? Right, right. Um, so I'll read this article. This is off of TechRaptor.com, written by Robert Grosso. 
Um, H streamer H Bomber guy raises over two hundred thirty thousand, as I burped in the, in the mic, for trans charity. Um, so after Democratic Congresswoman Alexandra Osisco Cortez appeared on uh, on stream. Uh, a number of other famous celebrities and gaming personalities also joined in. Some of the bigger names include Fallout, New Wave Vegas director Josh Sawyer, The Guardian's journalist Owen Jones, YouTube personality Natalie Wynn, actress, I'm fucking what? Actress Mara Wilson, and Rebecca Hyman, Atari 2600 Space Invaders champion who worked uh, as a programmer on games like The, Bird, the Bard's Tale 3. The past weekend has seen a Twitch streamer generous act for charity blow up and an international fundraiser. Uh, Harry Brewis, better known by his online handle HBomberGuy, has started a live stream with the goal to raise money for transgender uh, rights charity Mermaids UK. Mermaids UK is a group that aims to raise awareness of gender nonconformity and gender dysphoria in children and, and young people. This, it's called dysmorphia, and it's basically... Um, it, it's where your, your mind... Is that what it is? Hold on. Keep reading and I'll, I'll, I'll look it up because I, I know that's some kind of condition with the mind. Oh, sure thing. Uh, the group's lobbies for improvements in professional services and transgender children uh, and has won numerous awards over the years for their work, including the European Diversity Awards Charity of the Year 2016 and the British LGBT Awards 2018 for Outstanding Contribution for LGBT Plus Life for Mermaid CEO Susie uh, Green. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, so dysmorphia is a deformity or abnormality, uh, in the shape or size of a specific part of the body. Mm, gotcha. I think I, I think I have a good idea how that, how that is. Cause I, uh, what was it in, I, 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 in a, the anime, which I recently watched, um, what's it called? Uh, it was an idol anime that had like zombies in it. Zombie, I want to say Zombie Land, but that's the movie. Um, anyways, there there was a character in in that in that show where uh, that character was indeed identified as as trans. Um, but the way she uh, she showed the same uh, same systems of like she was she found like a like a hair on her uh on her on her chin and she was like freaking out because she identified as a girl, but like she's um, finding uh, places of, of hair where it shouldn't be, like as a in the equivalent to what a guy would, would have, um, and the fear of that and freaking out about it. So I have a tiny bit of an idea of how that worked, but um, but yeah, like uh, good stuff the H bomber got, and I kind of feel like yeah, like because he he started live streaming, and like the other reason why he wanted to do this because he's never been Donkey Kong 64, so he was like, I'm gonna beat it. No matter how long it takes him, um, and it was really cool because like other people also joined in in, in his stream, which I did. I'm on, I need to find I need to find uh, some of the other clips he uh, was talking to, but like uh, but he was getting support from Matthew Mercer, Cher or Chair, C H E. Yeah, so I I I heard about him after uh, so Aaron Hansen of Game Grumps fame, mm-hmm. he uh, he was doing a charity stream for his mother's. Um, it's called heal. It's a healing horse center or something like that. Basically, yeah. she, she uses in Florida. She uses um, horses to help uh, people with PTSD and and uh, other mental issues that they can overcome by taking care and and being around horses. And and uh, it was, it's a really it's a really good uh, charity like 
program that that Aaron's mother does. So I was 100 percent for it. But he was uh, completing <clears throat> uh, Kingdom Hearts one in one sitting. Um, <laughs> Right. Which he did in about 25 hours, which is pretty impressive considering, like, that game's normal runtime is, like, almost 30, so. Um, but, uh, and he took a lot of breaks, so. Good, yeah. You know, uh, but, uh, he ended up raising, like, uh, $55,000. Nice. And then right at the end of it, um, like, he threw the stream over to this guy. Um, I and see. I was like, oh, what's, like, what's this guy doing? And I kind of watched it for a minute and I was like, damn, he's raising a hell of a lot of money. And I thought, I also thought that the goal or the, not goal, but the, the top, I thought it hit 300,000, not 230,000. Right. The article may be not out- outdated when this was posted. So I think it was, yeah, I think it was like he made more than that, I believe. Um, but he, 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 he raised a whole lot of money, um, and for the trans community and for, for charity, which is awesome. Super, yeah. super cool. Um, but yeah, it's just it seems like in the past couple of weeks, like the gaming community has been uh, raising a lot of money as of war. Not that that we don't do it already, but like even more so, like with the recent charity events, which goes to show you that I honestly, I mean, like I'm gonna put it out the same amount there, just because I feel that just because I see it more often from us than anybody else. But I feel like the gaming community is. Uh, more they're 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 uh, donating donating charity much more often than in, think anybody else in in the world. In my in my own. Well, well, okay. So so two things. We're more exposed to it because of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there are charity events happening all the time. Um, what I think is important to keep in mind here is that gaming. And gaming culture and the gaming community are full of very wonderful people who want to help others, period. Um, who are willing to spend a lot of money, you know, to throw at a charity. Um, I think oh, that's shit. more important to highlight than anything else. Like, um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether or not, like, oh, the gaming community is doing more. All that matters is that the gaming community does this. So anytime someone's like, Oh, it's video games fault that that kids are doing this terrible thing or whatever. Like, no, you can shut the fuck up because clearly that's not video games fault. That's the person's fault or the parents fault. Like, mm-hmm. stop blaming the video game. But, um, uh, I was going to say on a side note, Anthony, that, uh, when, um, uh, Alexandra was on his stream, mm-hmm. She was basically saying that uh, she was like, I didn't play a ton of video games growing up. Like we had a friend that had a 64 and all that kind of stuff. But I would I would argue that the 64 is the best console. And I was just like, you know what? I support your politics. I support the hell out of you. But I can't support that fucking statement. <laughs> you you know what? I I I don't mind either way. Like in that moment, it was really cool that she like was relating to to the streamer and just like saying like, yeah, it's N64. I played a few games. I think it's the best console. And you saw him getting it's static in that in that clip out there. Um, yeah, it's it's really funny. Yeah, I I, yeah. I I don't I don't like the 64. I think its games are kind of bad. <laughs> like that's not, just me. You're not but... wrong. You're not wrong. If I were to choose a console in in yesteryear in ger- generation wise, like I I would probably I'd be more on the PS1 than I would be 64. 
first time I like so I'm, 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 I'm Super Nintendo, like, oh, all the way. Wow. I, think, I think Super Nintendo has arguably some of the best games that ever existed, so. Mm, agreed. For, for, we'll have this more deeper conversation another time, but alas, our time with this topic has ended. All right. Next one is something I'm really excited about. Um, Ew, don't whisper that in my ear. <laughs> so, when our stream ended, I think it was the day after, or I can't remember when exactly. It was last week. Mortal Kombat 11 was shown to the world in, in full bloody glory. Um, and it showed a lot of things. They had... Uh, Four of, uh, what was it? They had some of the characters revealed. You see Baraka, you see Scorpion, you see Sub Zero, you see Scarlet, one of the DLC characters from from Nine coming back. Um, you see the new character Garrus. You see a story trailer with Raiden, and what potentially what may be happening in the future with this game. Um, and it is dope as hell. <laughs> like man, this is a, a a nice looking Mortal Kombat game, and. Uh, yeah, one of the things that they definitely fixed upon is um, animations are much better. It's a little slower. It's not like particularly fast as it was in the last one, or at least in Justice 2. But it's a lot more cleaner, so that's kind of one of the, the complaints that were out there. But I digress. Um, so, uh, with this, Game Informer did a, I'll read a, a quick snippet of this interview. Ed Boon talks about Mortal Kombat 11 variation change in roster. Um, question is, I'm a big fan of custom variation, variations in Mortal Kombat 11. My concern about it, uh, with, with what Injustice 2 gear, it was very customizable, but the competitive crowd didn't take, uh, to it. He responds, yeah, and we knew it, and we knew that. From before we even announced it, we knew that the, comp that the, that the competitive guys, they want regulation. They want the, these are the tools to work with, and these, uh, these one changing, or there's no changing them. So, we knew this was a more of a feature that the mass market would certainly love. But the competitive guys, they want a regulation pool table and regulation basketball courts. Um, basically saying that the competitive crowd was not in favor of variations. Which, you know, hey, I, sure, I, I agree. Um, especially with this. Because, like, there's, there were definitely some things in Injustice 2 where some of the items that they would put, you put on your character would change some things about your character's moves. Like... Uh, like your this move will be safer, or, or when you do it, you'll be safer, or you do this other move, and now it's a it does more damage and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely understand that that mindset. Um, but uh, I think for me as, as a capture player, I love 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 the gear system in Injustice 2, and I love I I like the fact that they brought it over to MK11, where all of the things that you earn, like I believe, as far as I know, like they don't change dance is all cos cosmetic um but you earn them over time when you win matches and you get to change the outfit of your uh of your character uh they showcase this in another video where like it's scorpion spear you can change it to like different uh different variations as well as the full outfit for a scorpion and whatnot it's really cool i feel like they're they're taking definitely the best of what injustice 2 was and putting it into mortal kombat 11 um, and keeping what Mortal Kombat is, which is a very brutal and bloody game. Yeah. Um, something I was going to say that uh, I thought was interesting, and I didn't really, I didn't watch the reveal, so maybe you can just shine some light on this, but um, the past two Mortal Kombat games, 9 and 10, 
had a story to oh, them. Yes. Uh, both, and the story continued from nine into ten. So my curiosity is that is that going to be the same for eleven? Is it like continuing that plot line, or is it continuing from there? Like yes, or is it a whole new? Okay. Yep. They they showed the actual uh, during the event they showed the um, the prologue for the for the story there at the event um, and on stream, and basically the story is um, Raiden he because because of what happened in MK10 where you you killed Shinnok, essentially. Um, you see Raiden, Raiden, uh, in the beginning of this prologue, uh, torturing Shinnok, um, and knowing he can't kill him, but he decides to just chop his head off and just, like, put it on, like, on a, on a stone, just, like, telling him, there's, there, there are fates worse than death, and he's wearing the amulet that, that was initially almost on Shinnok, now it's on Raiden, and there's rumors that Raiden's evil now. But the storyline goes is at least in what they're presenting is that because of because of what Raiden did in the last game, um, he fucked up the the order of things in the universe. And this new character, Kroka, I want to say it starts it starts with K. I cannot forget the full name of her character, but she has essentially been pulling the strings the entire time from MK1 to now. Um, and she's, uh, think of her, like, as time, tra uh, not time traveler, but, like, think of her as, like, a time god, and she controls time, as well as her, as her minion, and she controls everything, you kind of see there in the chair, actually, the, 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 with the bald gold thing on top of her head, and she's now, okay, yeah. so she, she is now the one who wants to fuck up Raiden and try to restore things to, to order, per se. So um, now we're gonna. That's, that's what the story is gonna lead it to. Is that now? Now that there's gonna be time traveling or, or time aspects being involved in the storyline, that means that we're, we we might get to see, you know, as we saw in the trailer, that like young Liu Kane and young Kung Lao, and maybe previous versions of like other characters fighting themselves or meeting themselves. So, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's gonna be that, yeah, and that's that's a, that's a good way for them to deal with uh, mirror matches too. Absolutely, and not to mention, they, with that in mind, they can go in and they can bring in other characters without any, um, without uh, worrying about the storyline. Because then they can say like, oh, because of what's happening in this time travel, you can bring characters like like uh, Striker or uh, Nightwolf back into the fray, and it, it it would fit perfectly with the story and with the game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely opened that up. The other thing I do want to bring up during this uh, event, uh, you know, bring us up here. What is this actually called? Hang on one second. Uh, okay, WCCFTech.com. Uh, um, NetherRealm is looking into crossplay for Mortal Kombat 11. It's something that they hope to do at some point. This is written by Alyssa Pal Palumbo. During a recent MK11 uh, press event in London, um, apparently there was two events happening in US and London, um, our on-site reporter Colm Angrew was able to play the game as well as briefly chat with game designer Derek uh, Kurzik from NetherRealm Studios. At, uh, at our behest, uh, Colm queried of him regarding the chances of crossplay making it into the game and now the more titles are enabling it. 
While they aren't discussing any details for now, it is, it is something they are looking into and hope to do at some point. Crossplay isn't likely to be enabled at this game's launch on April 23rd, but it may will be it may be uh, uh, later on or released later. In fact, given Mortal Kombat 11 going to be powered by the Unreal Engine technology. Um, it's easy to imagine the developers taking advantage of Epic's schedule crossplay features throughout 2019, um, which would be cool. It'd be great if it happens. And again, like it, we're, we've had a conversation of this last week in terms of like of uh, uh, Rocket League getting into the crossplay uh, beta with PlayStation and having that enabled uh, for it to play against other consoles and PC. Um, Mortal Kombat, you know, talking about it, but possibly having that uh, happen recently there was another fighting game that did that it did announce that it is a it exists and b that they are doing cross-platform with that was the power rangers fighting game which is actually real and it's that's uh it's announced that they're doing cross-platform as well so we're already seeing the building we already seen companies more and more starting to announce or starting to want to get on this as soon as possible so uh one side Mortal Kombat looks fucking awesome, and they definitely changed a lot of mechanics, and people are kind of mixed on rea uh, reactions to how it plays now, but in due time, we'll find out more information when that comes out. Um, and then, the other side of it is, uh, or, or the, the, the side side story of it is basically, uh, NetherRealm wants to also have this game cross-platform as well. So, yeah, a lot of cool things happen with Mortal Kombat 11, and I am super excited about it in all aspects. Um, and I cannot wait for the story mode. <laughs> the story mode in every Netherrealm game has been really fucking cool. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that and Nota Fatalities. So, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> I love the fact that they call it Gore-Tech, is what I've heard. <laughs> it's what they're touting about that game. So, all right. Moving on to the next thing. Oh, I forgot to put the up. Hang on a second. So this, this news story, I, which you'll see, you see me on there, and it's for a specific reason. Um, and let me go ahead and bring up the article. So, this reported off of PCGamer.com. Machinima takes down every video following TakeOver, uh, written by Sarah James. Why are you so big on the screen? Um, because this was the announcement video that we were with Machinima way back then on our YouTube uh -huh. channel. <laughs> okay, all right, I got you, I got you. And it's a surprise move that long-running multi-channel network Machinima has taken down the entire library of videos from the YouTube channel. The decision has come as a surprise to the content creators too, who it seems were informed of the move and found out only when the videos disappeared from the channel on Friday. Uh, Rooster Team's Lawrence Sontag, one of the first to notice that the videos had been taken down, took to Twitter the screenshot of the Machinima channel with every video set to private. Uh, actress and gamer Felicia Day also had a few words to say uh, as she... Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> as she uh, mourned her Dragon Age web series. Quote, I guess my Dragon Age web series is gone with the Machinima video purge. Grab the DVDs while you can. Not sure if it will be online again. Rip Machinima. Unquote. Uh, Ricky Internet Today was another that took on Twitter with, wow, we finally went ahead and deleted everything we've ever done. Seven plus years of work, lost to the sands of time. Uh, hashtag Rip, Rip Machinima. 
Um, and this is a quote, I believe, from the company. Uh, we are focused on creating new content with the, with the uh, cinema team, uh, which will be distributed on new channels to be announced in the coming months, uh, said Otter Media. In a statement to Kotaku uh, following the video removal. Uh, in the meantime, the Machinima network of, of uh, creator uh, channels continue to showcase the talents of the network as part of the focus on new content. We are pivoted from distributing content of a, a handful of legacy-operated channels. Um, so this comes after Machinima is merging with full screen, um, and which, you know, it it's it's kind of crazy how they just didn't like. They didn't give a fuck about any of their create content creators. Like they just didn't care. At the same time, I'm not surprised. Like if you look at, I mean, no, yeah, no, I didn't, <laughs> yeah, since I was surprised by any measure, it just it kind of sucks. Yeah, um, it's because here's the thing. I want to just you know full disclosure. Um, we used to work with Machinima back then, but it was more of an affiliate status. Like nothing like really connected to them in the terms of like was our video showcased on their. Um, on their YouTube channel, uh, because much of the videos we, we did back then was gameplays and other such things. Um, and I think this podcast actually at some point was being, you know, we were being paid by Machinima, uh, for the work, the, the content we produce. Um, and you know, we then broke up eventually and decided to do our own thing. Uh, but Machinima for a while, like, you know, there's definitely people that I'd known that worked with Machinima or was affiliated with Machinima that they, um, were telling stories that, like, it, it was not the greatest thing in the world, uh, and recently, like, one of the, the people I follow, like, literally was fired, well, I don't say fired, but, like, was let go of Machinima and not having that support anymore, uh, which leads to this happening, which... I want to say it makes sense, but like at the same time, like it doesn't. It shouldn't be this way, but knowing Machinima, it is. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I've, we've known for a long time that Machinima has run some shady shit in the past and has pissed off a lot of their user base uh, multiple times. So, it's it's kind of like you know when EA does something stupid again, we're just kind of like, hmm. Uh, but I, I I just I don't I don't the one thing I just don't understand is why. Like why? Like I get, I get the whole there moving. To, there has to be shit. like there has to be something in their contract or whatever negotiations they had with full screen. Like it has to be something like that. Because like why else would you just delete all your content? Well, even then though, like unless full screen is a, is a company that, that told them like, hey, if you're merging with us, delete all your content so that all that traffic goes to us. Maybe I, like I don't know. Like I, I don't know why. I don't know why the reasoning would would it be for for doing it. Um, but yeah, like if I, I mean, if, if, we, if our content was like ever a showcase on Machinima's YouTube channel or like they told us like, Hey, we want to put your podcast on our, our YouTube channel. Um, and, and yada, yada, you know, I think I, in to, to this day, like I, I, I think I would have been pissed cause I might've like to some degree lost some of that video footage. At least back then, like I wasn't, I wasn't recording back then, but uh, you know, I recorded, I basically got all the videos I got on my hard drive, so you know, that thought goes away. But just a well, thought about I mean, it. I mean, just I mean, think of it, think of it from like uh, you know, Funhouse's perspective, where all of their inside gaming videos 
and all the content yeah. had to stay at Machinima. Yeah. Now it's just it's yeah. all just gone. Yeah. Unless somebody archived it, which a lot of people have archived their stuff before, so that's a thing. But it's still fucking like it just sucks. Like you're just like, hey, all this work I did just. Yeah. Like that one. Vi there was one video for them that I know got them a lot of attention, and it was when they had the voice actor, a couple of the voice actors from Bioshock Infinite on. Oh, I think I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they basically were playing modded versions of of uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. And um, one of the guys, they were playing as uh, uh, Elizabeth. I'm trying to remember the, the character, the girl's name that you that follows you around in Infinite. Yeah, it's Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, fucking, I haven't thought about that game in a long time. Um, mm hmm. But when they were uh, running around, like the one of the boys was just like, Booker, catch! Booker, <laughs> Booker, catch! And they would like throw cars. <laughs> it was really fucking funny. That's and um, yeah, and uh, they even made a shirt based off of it. And nice. th that's what really made Inside Gaming blow up to the extent where they were to where they could become Funhouse. So to see all that just magically go away like kind of fucking blows but yeah it it, it and it's kind of it's also it, it's telling of like not just with machinima but like also just like in general most of the content we put online youtube twitch like they're all not stable like at any given time the company might go under and then like there goes all your work so nothing yeah. nothing is safe which i say to you or anybody else out there who was creating content like us Please record your videos and please save them. <laughs> um, yeah, on, on... yeah, I mean, I, I mean, even even in the regards of like streaming on Twitch, um, mm -hmm. one of the things that uh, they started doing at at uh, Half Empty Energy Tank was, or Half Empty E Tank, as it's now quickly known, um, what they started doing was uh, recording everything locally as well. Um, so, like when, like right now on their YouTube channel, you can watch any of the highlights of the games that were played or the musical acts because everything was recorded locally. So even if the stream went down, it's still archived. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, I, I, back going back to Machinima, I am part of me part of me is saying I'm not sympathetic towards Machinima just because of the shady stuff that they've done in the past and seeing that channel go down or that company go down or at least with his videos in that merge of full screen I'm like you know I'm not really that sad that 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 company went down but I am sad for the content creators that made content on on their uh, YouTube channel and seeing those videos go away to the wayside sucks um, so you know shouts to the, to the content creators but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, so it's way the way the way the world works now. When you when you sign a contract, you just kind of deal with the bullshit that comes with it. Yes, indeed, indeed. Now transitioning into the last and final thing, which I can set the timer on this one. Greg, are are you ready to talk about some shit? I am. I got I got something on my mind today. All right. Well, let me tee it up for you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Why You're Wrong with Great Deeds. Um. So recently, 
via Twitch and other platforms, I've seen a resurgence in this argument that old games are better than new games or that new games are better than old games uh, for various reasons. And this has always irritated the shit out of me because when you look at older games, there's a, there was a lot of restrictions, especially when you look at like NES, Super Nintendo, um, less so Super Nintendo just because like, I mean, you could say limitations due to graphical, you know, boundaries, but realistically, by the time Super Nintendo came out, they were like just trying to do new things. Um, really the, the boundary pusher was the, you know, N64 and then, you know, to further that the Wii and whatever, but, um, but you know, or the, the PlayStation, like PlayStation two, not as much, but PlayStation two for sure. But regardless, classic games, old school games, they had a, um, they had limitations. So you can only do certain things. So like, let's take Resident Evil, for example, the first three Resident Evil games, I guess you can throw code Veronica in there as well had to be static camera with tank controls because of what was limited what was limiting on the PlayStation as a whole um but what irritates me is a lot of people will sit there and say tank controls suck okay tank controls don't suck here's what sucks is when you um when you misunderstand how the game was developed around the tank controls. When I play Resident Evil 2, the the remake that just came out, I have more control of Leon. Uh, you don't get to play as Claire in the trailer, or the demo. Um, but I have more control of, of Leon. I'm able to aim and fire. It's all over the shoulder. Um but I did notice them doing something clever and that was still make it feel like a horror, like a, like a survival horror game with limited ammo. And it becomes a little harder to aim when you are being attacked. Like Leon just kind of like he aims a little bit quicker. Okay. That's clever. I appreciate that. But think back to why the tank controls were scary or what made those, what, what like made those games scary with the tank controls they were hard to use. So trying to get your character in position to shoot the zombies was scary and it was anxiety inducing in its own right. They designed the game around that. So you can't say tank controls are bad. That's not a fair statement. I would argue that they're bad in Mega Man Legends. Um, but even then that's, you know, like, the game's de designed around that. You're like you're not fighting a shit ton of enemies, or it's in a hallway where you just aim down the hallway. Um, but this, but I digress. I'm talking about tank controls as a whole. I'm talking about this idea that if you liked a classic game and new games don't do this thing, that therefore new games suck. And the inverse is there. If a new, you know, new games do these great things, which means old games suck. No. <laughs> games suck or they don't like just straight up and and to to insinuate that a game sucks because of something in the past or something in the present is is nonsense to me i'll give you an example of a game that ruled when we were kids but is definitely harder to play now and that's goldeneye 64 i don't personally feel that, that game aged very well because of one reason 
the single stick shooter to the dual stick shooter that we that we deal with now. Everyone is used to using two joysticks to aim and move and all that kind of junk in every single shooter on console. In the the GoldenEye, you used one stick, which meant to turn, you had to stop and just hit left or right, which basically was kind of like tank controls, and your um, cursor would automatically aim. Um, that is really, really hard to adjust to when you're playing modern games. So, unless you're used to it, it doesn't feel right. Does it suck? No, it doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. It just is hard to play. And I see this time and time and time again, dude. Like, it, it fucking irritates me to no end. I'm just like, you're being fucking idiot. Like, you're being straight up a moron. Just... A maroon, if they say, uh, well, that's a color. Um, you're just you're just being an idiot. You sound stupid when you say shit like that. When you go to the, when you when you tell someone who's playing a game on stream, oh, this game sucks because it doesn't do what I want. Like, fuck you. Who are you? Who are you to fucking say that shit? Like, yeah, I don't like Donkey Kong sixty four. I don't like collectathons. Does it mean the game fucking sucks? A little bit, yeah, probably. But no, I mean, it, um. That was a joke. Don't take me for verbatim. Um, no, the game doesn't suck. The game, the game is actually pretty well-rounded, pretty well-made. But for somebody like me who didn't play it back then and tries to play it now, it's rough as hell. Same for Banjo-Kazooie. Like, thank God they re-released it on Xbox with that control scheme in mind. Because, like, the newer version is way easier to play. Um... I just I I hate I hate seeing that. I hate seeing this idea that like oh, if if it's not from a certain specific era, then I don't want to play it because video games back then just they just let you play it. You saw a couple cutscenes maybe and you were right into the game. Nowadays it takes forever. It's like, so fucking enjoy the game. Enjoy what you're seeing. Don't just sit there and go like, "Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to watch my video game. I want to play it. Ah, oh, you're cool, pretentious douche. I I just it fucking drives me nuts, man. Like games, past or present, suck or they don't. They don't suck because of something else. They suck or they don't. Plain and simple. Uh, judge games based on its own merit. Quit fucking comparing them. That. Bleh. So I guess in, in summation. When you compare or when you say something sucks because of the past or the present, that's why you're wrong. And that has been why you're wrong with great deeds. Um, very well put. Um, not not as not as concise and. Uh, um, <laughs> Hey, I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> right. This, these night, these night shows, these fucking graveyards are killing me. Um, I thought about this one like literally as we were doing the pre-show because I was like, "Oh fuck, I have to do a why you're wrong." <laughs> yeah, I hear it. I hear it. So that was that was a little bit like uh, scatterbrain ranty, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, I'll have something better next week. It, it does the job. I will. I will add to that. This is just because like there are definitely some aspects of of, of all games that has like uh 
tra- like has transferred over to modern day that has worked now. Um, but there are definitely things that we've kind of left behind because it 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 doesn't work or like the the control schemes are not is not as as modern as today's. So and I and and also add ironically in this day and age we have games that look like 32-bit era, like 6-bit era, or older than that. So, it's it's in the in, in indie games, other games like it. So, like, if you wanted that, you know, that retro feel of a game like it was back then, you have plenty of games to choose from. So, that are like yeah, that help. Yeah. So. Um, also, hi, Josh. Welcome to the stream at the end. Yep, I noticed it too. Like, right as you rent, and I was like, oh, hey, it's, hey, Josh. Welcome to the end of the stream. Uh, end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week you can catch us uh, at, at, at the right time. Um, so, with that being said, um, it is that time, guys. It's time to end the show. Time to end our podcast. But before we do, like always, Greg, where can they find you on the internet? You can follow me on Twitter at ChubRockGeek. You can follow me on Twitch at ChubRockGeek. Uh, Twitch.tv slash ChubRockGeek. Um, I'm, I'm planning on doing a little bit more streaming after I'm done with this job. Um, but it'll be evening streams. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know if I can have any plans. But follow that because I know I'll stream on there eventually. Um, you can also follow me on uh, – follow me and my opinion at allcuedappodcast.com where Josh and I, the guy who's in chat right now, um, we do a uh, – weekly podcast where we review two Netflix shows in their entirety. Uh, this Friday will be uh, Punisher season two and the anime um, in its entirety, season one and two last hope. Uh, it's going to be an interesting conversation because it would, we haven't recorded the episode yet. As of right now, we haven't recorded the episode yet, but it seems to be we both did not like last hope. So, <laughs> I think I'm starting to see a trend. I think it's just in general, you guys just don't like anime. I think I, I think I think no, it's just I going love, on. <laughs> I love anime, Anthony. I love a lot of anime. It's like the ones that go to Netflix are just the worst. <laughs> so, but um, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. We don't like bad anime. Um, I remember when I was in high school, and there was always that kid that was like. I only watch anime. American cartoons suck. And you're like, bud, you realize that there's a lot of bad anime, right? <laughs> like, not everything in that genre is going to be good, okay? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, we're on the same page. On, no, we're not? Okay, well, you enjoy your anime lifestyle. I'm going to go watch fucking Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all queued up podcast.com to check that out. Um, other than that, that's about it right now. Cool. You can follow me and the work we do at missionstarpodcast.com. You can follow the work that I do, or you can follow me on Twitter, sorry, um, at Defective Naruto. You can, work, uh, you can uh, check out all the things I tweet about from time to time. And maybe sometimes it'll be loop stuff, sometimes, sometimes it's not. Uh, you can follow this podcast on our website, posted every Friday. Uh, as well as on various podcast services around the globe, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, what have you. It turns out a lot of you listen to our podcast for some odd reason, so yeah. I still don't understand why you people listen to us anyways, but yeah. <laughs> so, uh, also, uh, anime uh, coverage, that is about done. I got two more videos left to, to work on. 
uh, for the convention. Um, but uh, the review, I just uploaded the uh, the Conover episode, which is up on iTunes and Stitcher, uh, as well as on our website, uh, as well as other footage as well. So I'm pretty sure I'm aiming for the end of the month for that to be finished. But yeah, uh, still got some stuff to work on. But aside from that, we'll bid you adieu. And uh, we will see you guys next time.